Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Today, we are having a Meet the Creator discussion with Isabel Diaz. She is a full-time Pinterest creator. I know, the redheaded stepchild of platforms. She has built her platform on teaching people attainable, intentional routines and mindset. In the past two years, she has built a full-time business and a following of 60K plus on Pinterest. In the past year, Isabel has been invited to be a part of the Pinterest Creator Residency Program as one of the platform's most promising creators, featured in the creator spotlight on Pinterest Predicts, and has been recognized as a global tastemaker and one to watch, as well as speaking about the platform at events like VidCon. She is a big deal, so let's bring her out and get chatting about how she's done just that. You know we have to start out with our, if you like it, like it. So we have Isabel here. Tell us, what are you liking on the interweb this week? Ooh, okay. I am loving, not this week, I would say this month, the trend of cool kids on the the real sound on TikTok and Instagram where people show their mid-school selves and themselves today I always get very emotional I hated school so I relate yes I I hated school so I really like I hate it I know right I hated it the whole time I wanted to be out of high school the whole time everything everything they were the worst years of my life after yeah it was awful after daycare it just went downhill (laughs) so that's I like and I I get emotional oh I literally tried to transfer to an art school in LA. Am I, do I do anything art? Can I act? Can I sing? Can I, well, I can kind of dance, but like couldn't at the time. Can I do any kind of like actual art? No, but I was like, those kids are nicer. I don't want to be in this school anymore. It was awful. So it's almost a hug to your younger self, right? To say like, look where we are today, although we hated school. (laughs) Tell us about your other one. Tell us about your other one on that same. Yeah, the other one is influencers being able to be unapologetically themselves and still making a living out of it. In fact, doing more because they are so themselves and they are so specific and they are not afraid of it. So I am absolutely in love and inspired by this. Oh, who's your who's your favorite creator that's doing just that right now? Thanks. Perfection, queen of everything. Interesting. <laughs> that is not the person she that I thought you would say. She created a whole culture. She created a whole culture, and she influences culture, and in a way that is very intense and very clear, and just being herself. So I am literally—I don't know if we're ever gonna be friends one day because I don't know if I can <laughs> stop friend girling. But she's friends with a bunch of people that I know I'm going to be friends one day. So we're probably going to go to the same parties. (laughs) I will end up at the same parties as Tings. (laughs) Well, there you have it. If you like it, like it. I am so glad that we have Isabel here today because Pinterest is like the 
forgotten stepchild when it really should not be. And here's the thing. Isabel was in my last cohort of All Influence Intensive, and she has convinced our entire cohort that we all need to be on Pinterest. We added an extra week. I brought in Isabel to do a Pinterest training. So of course, we have to do a little meet the creator. We have to talk about Pinterest and all of its glory here today. Hello, Isabel. Welcome. I need to know first and foremost, from the beginning, why did you even jump on Pinterest Pinterest of all platforms? Hello there, Hurley. Hello there, everyone. I am very excited to be here today. And I'm very excited that I was able to influence everyone on Pinterest. And Literally everyone. Why, I'm, I'm just excited. You know, like I, I feel like the ambassador, like it's not an official title, but like a cr- ambassador creator for them because I'm very passionate about it because they changed my life. So I just want, you know, everyone you, to be able you to experiment You take that creator this. residency program to its mm-hmm. full extreme. <laughs> I did, <laughs> which I love. Uh, but the reason why, like going back to your question, the reason why I started on Pinterest, it's because I didn't have an audience that spoke English. I'm originally mm. from Rio, Brazil. So if you're here, it's like, which is this accent? Is Brazilian. I'm Brazilian. <laughs> I'm from Rio. I was born and raised there. And I, I had my first blog when I had eight years old. I literally grew up knowing I wanted to do this internet thing for a living. Wow. And at 14, I, yes, I was obsessed. My she first knew. blog was, was called I Love to Read. And it was as cringe <laughs> as the name shows. It was all black <laughs> and pink with Hello Kitty gifts all over. It's just like classic 2000s. Beautiful. <laughs> but then I grew up. And I had this blog at 14 that actually became very big in Brazil. It won awards. It won like a bunch of things. I was in magazines. I started interning in um, Team Magazine in in Brazil. It was huge. I went for school, college for marketing and digital strategy. Uh And I had my business in Brazil. My business in Brazil was very much based with the launch mode. And I had mentoring. I had uh, evergreen products and my main platform at the time was Instagram. And I, I still have an Instagram that is all in Portuguese with 12,000 followers where I don't post anymore, but it's my old business. So I decided, I don't know why I fell in love with an American and we decided to get married. And it was like, great, I'm going to move to America. And when you move to America, you need to start um, immigration process. Right. You use immigration process. You cannot work until mm-hmm. you get your work permit. And that can take up to six weeks. You have to say bye to any way that you make money in your old country. So I had to close my business. I had to have everything go. Which, to be honest, it was hard. But I, I really think it was the universe saying was time because I was so burned out of launches. At that time, I had my business in a very masculine energy that it was not the energy I was vibing on. I, oh, I love that you say this. I love that you say this because I I feel like I had a very similar situation where it was like I was never going to leave my nine to five. I was never going to do it because it was comfy. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, in 10 years I would do X, Y, and Z. But because COVID made this layoff process a a kick in the butt, that's the only reason that I started Mm -hmm. my business. And like things need to change. Yes. It's a now or never moment. 
I know you got to go. And especially on the internet, when you have a business, it can be very hard to like dodge yourself away from what the bro hustle culture, but Mm -hmm. I fell into the trap hard and that burned me out so much because I never thought I was enough because I wasn't working while everybody was sleeping. And that was the only way to be successful. And at that time I had a six figure business in Brazil that helped me to date my now husband for two years Mm -hmm. and like go back and forth from Brazil in the U.S., but when I came here, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a housewife. I'm just going to be home <laughs> and I'm going to take home of kids. And that's what I'm going to do. And nothing against that is to really want kids. And you know that I have a 50s housewife that lives inside of me. Right. Um, you, but after- you all need to <laughs> check out this ray of sunshine because she, oh, thank you. she is like 50s is a personality trait. And I was just telling <laughs> yes. her this morning, I was like, if I had the energy, if I... <laughs> Had all of the energy in the world, I would make my 70s attire a personality trait, but I can't. And this but girl, you do. Your this makeup girl goes all the way. Just bring 70s. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's the red lipstick makes it very easy to look 50s. You're like, it's the glasses, haircut, red lipstick. Don't need to go it's farther just than there. that. It's just a built in, you know? <laughs> Oh my gosh. But then a few months after and I was living my best, my husband was like, you lost the spark in your eyes. You love Mm. to create content and you love to help women. So why don't you, little miss overachiever, just start a blog just for fun, just to see how can you create content in English? Because Portuguese is a beautiful language, but only 10 countries in the world speak Portuguese, Mm. which is the language in Brazil. It's not Spanish. It's Portuguese. Um, so he was like, okay, I'm going to start writing English, finding my voice, but did my, did my marketing degree let me just lay it low and do the blog just for fun? No, it didn't. It was like, we need a strategy to create an audience from scratch. Right. Um, so I knew Pinterest was the way to go. I had been using Pinterest since I'm 18. I was obsessed. I was, I knew how the platform worked and I knew how many content creators I have found through the platform. So I started my blog and then I started a Pinterest strategy. At the time, we didn't have idea pins, what mm-hmm. we have today. We only have the video and static pins. I started doing a hardcore strategy of infographics. And in six months, I had my first viral pin and that wow. grew and grew and grew. And yeah, so it was it was the start. But that's why I chose Pinterest because I wanted to build an audience from scratch. How have you, How long have you been on Pinterest? Because now you're at... 60k you have you know 4 million whatever views per month insanity views a month yeah it's insane I have been that page is 10 years old because it's literally the page I created on Pinterest when I was 18 and I wanted to organize my wedding Mm -hmm. so it's my original (laughs) account (laughs) that I converted into business account but um posting as a business it was June 2020 until now. So the moment we're recording this around two years. Wow. When did your big growth spurt, you said growth spurt happened six months in? Yeah, six months in. But I couldn't make any money yet because I was waiting for my work permit. So I was literally just focusing on building an audience. The real click that put me that that put the right people looking at me is when idea pins started. And if you don't know what an idea pins is, think on Instagram, you will have a coffee and it will say like, look how bougie is my coffee. And you will put that on a reel, you put that on a story. And we need to be very, very fast to do that because, you know, people don't have attention span. On Pinterest, you say, look how bougie is my coffee. And 
here's how you can make one yourself. And then you have up to 20 minutes to explain how you do your coffee. <sighs> so that's, but think about it. You have friends who bring different sides of you. You have a friend that bring your fun side. You have a friend that brings your wild, crazy, let's go hop on a bar side. You have a friend that brings up your, I want to talk about my life and plans and your dreams. Is the same person, but different friends bring different sides of you. Right. I feel, I see social media platforms in the same way. Each social media brings up a different side of us. On TikTok, it's fast, it's funny, it's okay to be cringy. On Instagram, <laughs> it's like, oh, my life, it's beautiful and aspirational and you can never have it and you're having anxiety attacks for a post you saw like for five seconds but when you go on pinterest and nothing like all all friends have good things most of them if it's not a toxic relationship and most social platforms have good things too but pinterest brings your i can make my life better side i can plan my life we go to pinterest to plan our life or dreams or stuff so because you're going in the mindset you are able to spend more time and have a, a, a wider attention span because you are in the mindset already. Right. So back to this big, it's clicking moment. You, mm -hmm. what, what piece of content was that that went viral? Tell us about it. Yes, 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 yes. So the idea pins, my first two idea pins, now that you know what an idea pin is, you can visualize. My first two ones were, so cringe, so bad, so nothing makes sense, but I left them there so people can see, like, you can evolve from there. And then one day I was leaving the house and I would never forget because it was the day I took my first shot of the vaccine. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an idea pin sharing my favorite personal development books. Mm -hmm. And my accent at the time was so thick and I was so <laughs> nervous. So I literally got like one page each this is, I like this book because of this and this and this. I like this. Da, 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 da. And I posted. Um, and at that time, people were just showing the books and the names. No one was talking why the book was fun or why the yeah. book was worth reading. And that took off. It just mm -hmm. took off. Insane. And then the marketing team, um, Pinterest has an amazing team. Shout out to all my managers because you have managers inside there when you are a creator. They have an insane team that only takes care of their creators. And then this team found me and they invited me to from be part post? of a platform they have from this post because it went wow. crazy. You know, like it, the performance was super crazy. The people were commenting, people were saving people. It was like insane. And no one had done something like that at that point. Yeah. Yet. So they were like, hmm, we need to bring this girl close. And then they invited me to be in this inside platform that they have for creators. Right. The and uh, at the time they have, no, not the residency yet. Printers oh. have another entrant for creators, which is a platform called, uh, it's a creator community where basically we have access to the marketing creator team and you can mm -hmm. give feedback. They can invite you guys for programs. We have Zoom calls with them once in a while. So I just started showing up there and with their gaining respect and making friends and making network and just showing them that I was someone to watch, watch for, you know, um, in a good way. Tell me about your experience with in this program and working with these managers. Yes. So this program is now it evolved from what it was two years ago because they were growing. But I've never seen a place that it is so 
intentional with their creators as Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And one of the big reasons why is because they are in a moment of educating creators. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would not consider Pinterest as, oh, I can make a career over here. I can be a Pinterest creator. And they're really much in this moment of teaching creators, learning the feedback. So it's a place where you really feel heard, you feel seen, and you have people who are as excited about your content as you are, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, amazing. And you also have an amazing community of creators. So from that program, they later developed the um, creator residency program, which I was part of the first cohort, which was, now it changed a little bit, but my cohort was a six-month intensive Mm -hmm. where you had the full support of your managers to basically talk about your strategy on this we're going to do. You were literally oh. paid to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were paid to create. This is a whole you, research study. <laughs> it was a whole research study, but it's, that's the thing, but they care. They're not going to like, let's spend six months and create for us. They're like, we know this is work. So mm-hmm. we want to compensate you. We want to, you know, which is amazing, especially, you know, how hard can it be yeah. to have brands that care for creators in right. this way. Yes. That's so amazing that the the platform itself cares so much. And I think that's that's the craziest piece is we have Instagram who's you know changing things daily, doesn't give a single single mm-hmm. flying anything <laughs> <laughs> about their creators and their mindset and what's going on and everyone's stressed out. You have TikTok who's telling you to post three times a day. And then you have Pinterest who tells you what? I We need to bring up this story. Yes, yes, yes. I was telling um, Hurley about a campaign that I was working with them and my, my lead manager of health and wellness, shout out to LSU, he we, he was he knew about the two projects I was working on because he was coordinating one of them. So we were in a meeting with marketing discussing deadlines and timelines, and he mm-hmm. was hearing the timelines, and he knew that those timelines were very close to my timeline of this other project. So he, in the middle of the meeting, he was like, "Hey, Isabel, just want to check in. Are those timelines okay with your mental health? Because you are a wellness creator." And you are here talking about wellness. We don't want that content talking to people about wellness will interfere with your own wellness. So let us know so we can adjust. And that was like mind blowing because I was like, wait, what? Because it's not only it's very cute if a brand comes and look like we we worry about our creator um, mental health. But you don't see they putting their money where, you know, where their mouth is. And they are the same with their collaborators, the people who have worked there. If you see best places to work, if you see what Pinterest does and and the Mm -hmm. policies for the employees, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. It's, it's amazing. And they are in this process of educating and creating ways to monetize as a creator of Pinterest. So we have now they are in beta or, um, creator, not creator rewards. Yeah, there's in beta creator rewards where you basically will have little re, little rewards for things. So if you have an idea pin that reached 100 saves, you're going to get paid $200 for that idea pin. Wow. If you have an idea pin that reached 200 saves, you get paid $400. If 
15 idea pins together reach 250 saves, you gain $500. So they are in testing. I am very excited that I'm in the beta in the beta group that's right. being tested. And beyond that, Pinterest is also educating brands to bring more and more campaigns inside the platform. So when you are a creator there, it's not just this fun thing, woohoo, I'm a Pinterest creator, but actually it can be and, and you it can be your profession, it can be your career. And I really want people to start paying attention there because in Brazil, we have a saying that the people who get in the river first get to drink fresh water. So getting now so you can get to drink fresh water and you can be there because five years from now, it's, I think it's going to be a completely different platform for good, but it's going to be evolved. It's so interesting that... Number one, Pinterest has been around forever. So the fact that it's still at this point, it's still in these new phases where creators really aren't getting on. But on the flip side, when you think about your consumer who's going to Pinterest, like we talk about this, we talk about this so often is like TikTok, you go there to be entertained. Instagram, you go there. I mean, you do go there to buy. You go there to see the aspirational and go there to buy. Now, Pinterest, you go there for the how-to. You go there to find the look-alike dress. You go there to find, you know, whatever. To so plan your life. It's you don't, such, things you don't even know you want. It's such a integrated piece and integrated search engine into the buying process. So of course that's going to be amazing for brand deals. Of course that's going to be amazing for creators. We just need to get on it and start making the, that long-form yeah. content. Exactly. And I feel like this is the, the time that we are in right now. I did an exercise actually combined with an exercise of the all influence, um, which was I, I looked at the profiles of the brands of my dream brands to work right. on Pinterest. And those are brands who are like huge 500 fortune companies, you know, right. like they're insanely huge. Some of them don't even have idea pins yet. But if you see there on the platforms, they're crushing it. Right. Some of them have idea pens, but it's like completely not how we use the thing. Right. They don't have the same marketing strategy over there. They don't because they don't know how to use it, you know? Right. And what is like, I send them messages, but for example, they didn't even saw the messages because they probably don't have someone who only right. takes care of Pinterest, probably is an intern that also posts things on mm -hmm. Pinterest. So I am very curious to see how this wake up call is going to happen because the creators are migrating. You're seeing more and more TikTok videos of people like, oh my God, look how I found. And mm -hmm. then massive amounts of creators going and the creators are in the learning process. That's why I say five years from now, it's going to be a very different perspective and, and, and place in it. Right. And I do think you are going to have your people that excel at this communication style that aren't yeah. so good or, or no, the other way around that, that really excel at TikTok, it's excel at Instagram, but then don't necessarily have that long form, not mm -hmm. skill set, but like joy. It doesn't spark joy to go long form. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. You don't need, and that's like literally one-on-one digital marketing strategy. You don't need to be in all platforms at the same time. Right. You can choose two that make sense to you. And then from there, focus on those two where your audience is. Or you can do like I did, which is there is the pro and the con. I only focused on Pinterest 
because I was so overwhelmed by Instagram. And now two years later, okay, I, I make a living out of it. Now I have time to right. start investing on Instagram. To yes. bring it back to I have Instagram. a team. So I was like, okay, now I can go to Instagram. And that's the process that I'm going. So you just need to understand what is the journey that makes more sense to you. And there's no right or wrong. Right, exactly. So the one thing or one of the few things that really stands out to me about the way you talk about Pinterest and your process over there as a full-time creator is that you're constantly talking about your team. It feels like the Pinterest team themselves and your managers there are part of your team. I know that you have a couple other people as a part of your team as well. Tell, tell me more about your behind the scenes. Yes. So my team in-house that works with me at All The Love Media, which is my my business, it's my editor. And she is amazing because she's my editor and she is my content strategist with me. She's someone that I can send a bunch of things, a bunch of ideas. We can bounce ideas off. And she really supports me in the process of editing because editing videos Oof, can take a long, 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 long time. It's the most both consuming of those things, part of the both process. Both of those things. I mean, I think the the bouncing ideas around and like how you're going to execute and then the editing is the busy work. Like mm-hmm. all of that takes so much time. It does. It does. It takes a long time. We have a few remote shooting days because I right now I am in Jersey and she is in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a few remote shooting days where we are able to shoot like, 15 short uh, videos in like two hours and a half, which is amazing to me. And then the Pinterest ones, they are more long format. I usually shoot myself because there's a lot of like the aesthetic, the Mm -hmm. angle, the light. Mm -hmm. Like today I started shooting a recipe for a contest thing I'm having. I started shooting at 9 a.m. and I finished at 1.30. So it was just like there was this very long process of like the light and the mood and all of it. But on the other side, you have Pinterest internal team because they have a team of people who are very focused on the creators. And Mm -hmm. you have different, the same way that you have a magazine and you have editorial lines, you have um, the managers for home and decor. You have the managers for health and wellness, which is my um, editorial line. You have the managers for fashion and beauty. You have the managers for... I'm forgetting someone. I'm so sorry, guys, if I'm forgetting someone. So we have fashion and beauty. We have home and decor. We have health and wellness. I know we have travel. I just don't remember right now if that's a specific manager. But they basically have like a manager team for each editorial. There are some people who are in more than one team. And the focus of this team is to reach out to creators and have forge relationships with the creators and understand how they can create programs that those creators can be part of. So my so the residency program is a program that came from it. And also with that, you have integrating the people from PR who are pitching stories where, hey, I have this creator who have these amazing stories. Like I was able to give notes on Bustle already because they were like, we are doing this with Bustle and I think it would be great to give like a quote and examples. So they really want to put it out there. They're creators because at the same way that they're supporting you as a creator, they are like, world see you can be a creator right. here you know so i was a bit i think that's such now. a smart strategy it is very smart so like at vidcon they have 
two, they had two talks at VidCon. I was in one of the talks with Antonio Gomez, which is an amazing creator inside Pinterest for fashion and beauty. And uh, our talk was called Don't Sleep on Pinterest. And it was basically sharing your journey. So they are so much in this moment of educating everyone around and supporting the creators who are already there as this education is happening. So I feel like it's a very much win-win process for everyone. Yeah, I, I, again, just think that's so amazing that there's so much support on that side. I, I really think that's the smartest way that you can go at it because even as, even if you were in, a, in the corporate world, people want to work with people that, you know, care about them as a person. It doesn't have to be exactly. the most money. It doesn't have to be the most efficient. Like sometimes there are, you know, weird things that come up in startup land. But if your people care about mm-hmm. you, then that's all you really need. They are going to, it makes sense is the quality of life. It's the yeah. lifestyle package side of everything. Right. So I'm curious, when did you bring on your team? At what follower count? My team, you mean my editor who works yeah. with me? I, it was not about follower, it was about brand deals when I was making a certain amount of brand deals every month. So I think that my, my comfortable number that I really wanted to do when I hit it, I was around, I would say 50, 49 to 50,000 followers. Um, so I, I was able to hit this, but I like understand that my journey is a little bit different because almost for the first full year, Nobody was for a, a year and a You're few not months, making any I was money. not yeah. able to monetize any right. money. So I'm literally on my first year of monetizing mm-hmm. now. So that's a different journey from someone who was, who was able to monetize from day one. Were you getting brand outreach when you could not monetize? No, the universe is great. Like <laughs> the day I got my, I literally... Because it would be so sad, right? I got like gifting, but that was like oh it. But, like people wanting to pay. It was so beautiful because the, the day universe that my work permit got in the- <laughs> It is. But it's it's great because the day that my work permit got in the mail, it was like beautiful. Um, I got, I was like, oh my God, work permit. And then I opened my computer and there was like an email for a paid deal. Like literally the same day. And I was just like, like, that's why I say the universe is great because it's like, it was so like, okay, copy. Do we have a, we have a work permit, have a work permit, <laughs> angels, email. So it was just like <laughs> literally, yeah, you know. And send it in, send in the email. Send it in, okay. <laughs> she got it. She's screaming. She's crying now. Okay. The job is done. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about your, your niche a little bit. Because you are so into these attainable routines and being intentional with your lifestyle. And what, what is the biggest thing you've learned as a creator in this space, as a business owner in this space to protect your boundaries? Oh, that's very good. I think that what I, the biggest thing that I learned is with a book by Sherry Riley called Exponential Living that I recommend to everyone who is an overachiever and it's very in love with what they do for a living. (laughs) I think you're going to love it. It changed my life, this book. This book is basically like, uh, I think the tagline is something along the lines. If it's not the tagline, it's in the book. Uh, Work is only 10% of your life. How do you live and take care of the other 90%? And 
a big a big fail of my old business is that it was inverted for me. My results, how much money I made in a launch, how many people sign up, how many new leads I have, that was what defined my worth. Is that if I have a launch that was great, I'm walking on cloud nine. Right. If I had a failed launch, I'm worthless. I'm not good enough. What am I doing wrong? So my biggest thing for this this business now was to be able that I kept myself in check of this is only 10% of myself and of my life. So every time that I realize that I'm starting to compare myself a lot, that I'm starting to see my friends who got brand deals and it's just like, why did that brand chose them and not me, <laughs> you know? Because you, you start knowing the agencies that work with brands. It's like, but I work right. with this agency. Why did they pitch them and not me? And it's not like all these comparings and, and everything. And I start to obsess about the numbers. I literally take a day off or half a day off and I do anything that is nothing related to my work and that takes care of my other 90%. So I go bake, I call my grandma, I go to the movies, I spend the whole day watching documentaries about country music or Elvis, <laughs> like things that light my soul on fire. Actually, that's how I got into country music because uh, on my Last year, I was seeing that I was starting to have success and I was getting very attached to it. Mm -hmm. So I created a project for the whole year that had absolutely nothing to do with my work. And my project was to study American country music. And now I'm like the <laughs> geek off the geek, the nerd off the nerd. I go to Nashville and I cry on the streets and my husband doesn't understand. And I'm like, Ernest Tubb version was here. And he's like, who's Ernest Tubb? What is going on? What is this? So, But it was a way to keep me sane of my uh, of separating okay work is just a very fun thing that you do but this is not who you are is not so that's my number one thing it's really if i need to take days off or don't post i don't post on weekends and i know that's something that you you do I too can. yeah yes but the other two things that i hold firm is no social media or phone light for the first uh at least 30 minutes of my day so i only go to social media after i do my morning routine because your brain will get insane and in reactive mode if it's the first thing that you do. It's the worst thing that you can do for your mm, mental health. <laughs> reactive mode. I recognize yes. that in the morning. I know. <laughs> I know. Because when you wake up and there's like notifications and da, da 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 It's a your lot. Your brain literally it starts the day in reactive mode. Yeah. And then you carry that through the whole day. Right. So no it's phone the first 30 minutes and no phone one hour before bed. I'm going to, I don't know if I can do the no phone because I read in the evening, but at least it's not notification. Mm. You can put on personal, you can put on personal uh, time if you're on iPhone. So mm -hmm. you can decide exactly what is personal time. What apps can you open? What apps you cannot open? What notifications oh. you see? So go to, uh, to iPhone and like go to settings and like organize your personal time. Because it really helps. Wow. Okay. I love that. I'm going to do that. I also need to work on, um, this is my checklist. I need to work on <laughs> not looking at my phone for the first 30 minutes because you're so right. You're so right that you mm -hmm. get into this reactive mode and the notifications are just wild. Like, I think I turned off my notifications other than, you know, the messages that come to my primary um, yeah. at like... I don't know, 3K, like not even, not even that high. That's the best still... thing they're going to do. But yeah. even, even if like your messages from your family and your coworkers mm -hmm. and your email, like literally the blue light and the way things work, 
even the notifications inside the apps that you have it's it's, it's a lot very it's a lot our brain is just like dude I was not even made for this blue light for asking <laughs> too much of me I mean, I'm over here working from my phone and not able to respond to a single text. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that's the overwhelm and it's okay to not answer. I feel like those types of boundaries are also very important. I, I hope you're all enjoying our therapy session right now. Isabel, just making my life a little bit brighter and This better. is therapy for creators. <laughs> <laughs> this is therapy for creators. So what are wrapping this up? We now know that we need to get on Pinterest. We now know that there is some urgency in jumping into this new platform. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're on TikTok. What are your top three tips from the get-go? I think the first one is to understand what you want from the platform. Um, You're not going to, unless you are like an insanely huge creator, and even insanely huge, I have friends who have like 200K on Instagram, but started Pinterest right now and they have like 3,000 followers. It's there, really hard to Which is a very interesting over. dynamic. It is. So that's why you're going to create your platform. You're thinking like that's going to be a new audience. But I feel like think what you want from the platform. I think don't feel daunted and that you need to do everything at the at the same time. You know, like if you feel like this is not, you're not ready to go on Pinterest because you are focusing on growing on Instagram now or anything. Don't feel like you're being a bad influencer or a bad mm, business owner. I love that. Because you cannot do everything at the same time. It's okay to wait. But that's what I want to say. Like, before we go, I don't want to leave you like an urgency and feel like I need to redo all my strategy. And I'm such a bad influencer because I'm only posting on TikTok three times a day and on Instagram, only. like one time every <laughs> week. I, I know we can go there. So I wanted to take a look at your goals and take a look at the social media platforms and how your content is going right now and understand if it's something that is healthy for you mentally, emotionally. And if it makes sense for the content strategy that you are right now to start this movement of going to Pinterest. The thing is posting on Pinterest, I post three idea pins a week and I'm set. If you can only posting one, one idea pin a week is actually the one that Pinterest says like, that's the best way to grow if you post one a week. So it's that very sounds low like pressure. A <laughs> I know, but still, if you're like, I don't know if I can do this. It's okay. You are not a bad uh, influencer. You're not a bad content creator. You're not a bad business owner. You're not lazy. You're just smart and wise enough to be in touch with yourself and understand that maybe this is not the time. Is And people talk about you need to delegate your things. And especially when you're a solopreneur, who I'm going to delegate to. Right. So what I started right. doing before having my team is I started delegating things to the future. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is not something I'm going to do now. I'm delegating this to the future. So it's okay to delegate to the future, you know? And on the right moment, the moment that you're like, okay, now I'm ready to go on Pinterest. Or maybe you're listening to us and you're like, that's literally not my jam. That's okay too. It's just one more place that you can use as a social platform. But don't allow the pressure of overperforming to just make you crumble and then just have paralysis and not do anything. You are already doing better than you think. If you need to reevaluate your strategy, reevaluate and understand if it makes sense for you or not. Either way, there is no right or no wrong. You're doing amazing. 
I love this concept of delegating to the future and focusing on, mm-hmm. you know, that one priority that makes sense now, your one strategic priority. That's all we need to focus on. The hustle can get out of here. Do less No club. hustle allowed in this room. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the last club and I was like, yes, I'm living for this concept of the do less club. Do less club. <laughs> so Isabel, where can we find you? Yes, of course. You can find me on Pinterest, pinterest.com slash Isabel Diaz. And you can also find me at Instagram at Isabel Diaz, the same thing. And of course, uh, my website, isabeldiaz.com. Everything is about Diaz, but TikTok is the T-H-E is about Diaz. And you can find me there. So come and say hi. Thank you so much for joining us, Isabel. This has been Thank you for amazing. Having me. I'm so glad we got to touch on not only Pinterest and those tips and tricks, but the intentionality behind running a successful content creation business. Because really what what creators are not talking about enough is that transparency and that intentionality in some of these business moves. It's not just I get to sit down at 2 p.m. and watch trash TV. There's there's a lot of hustle and grind mm-hmm. in the beginning. So I so appreciate you coming in yes. with with some realistic priorities here thank you and thank you so much for having me i am just so excited and so honored to be here the all influence was a life-changing move in my business i am so grateful to be part of the cohort i am so excited about how empowered i feel with everything you taught us in there and the community the amazing ladies oh. were there they're friends that i'm gonna take for life they are so, so amazing. i just feel ah they are amazing they are amazing so i just want to thank you for you know holding space for us in in this amazing community with the all influence and thank you so much for having me today we will catch you next time mm-hmm.